0: Focus, focus up. I'm talking to you Fontana out in New York. Your Go Primal brand is blowing up and I am so damn proud of you. Make sure everyone checks, checks it out at Go Primal USA. And of course, enter the code Rubio10. Welcome to the Rubio Method. This is episode 30. My name is Chris Rubio along with Sir Nicholas Monahan. We have a great, great show for you tonight. Number one, you guys have been doing a fantastic job sharing on YouTube, Amazon, Google, Spotify. Uh, and, of course, the NGBN.TV network. What's on in, on tap? I was going to say in store, but we're going to go what's on tap, Monaghan. For today, improving your mental health, our driving habits, our wives' pet peeves on us, ooh, exceptions on a plane, being overrated, motivational speakers and books, a 0.9 GPA, good God, handshakes opening up to yourself and Kobe, all of that and much, much more on today's episode of the Rubio Method. Christian, I'm out. Focus. Focus up. I'm talking to you, Ian Hill, the head of NGBN.TV, the man that started it all. Keep up the great work and keep shooting for your goals, my man. Monahan, it's time. Minute with Monahan, go. All right, you guys. As always,
1: like I always say, we've got an amazing one for you. It's something that I absolutely love and absolutely enjoy. And it is five tips to help your mental health. Number one is Find ways to relax. Find whatever it is, insert it into your day, but find a way to relax. Especially with us, guys, we're grind, grind, grind. We're going to grind our way through it. Guys, you're going to grind your way into an early death, right? So just find ways to relax. You're not weak for doing it. Number two, that kind of goes with it, but take a break. Take a break, whether it's find time during your day to take a break. This is actually something I've been implementing and it's been incredible. My wife and I'll take a walk around the block or you know, even taking breaks, You know, take some time off. Whatever it is, take a break. Again, grinding yourself to death is only gonna grind yourself to death, right? Um, and then the other thing is do, number three is do something you enjoy, right? Do something you love. If you love going to baseball games, Find a, a, a time to go to a baseball game. Whatever it is that you enjoy, prioritize that, right? Um, and number four is do something creative. You know, for me, I like to journal. That's kind of my outlet. Um, so do something creative that's going to help you out. And last, this one is kind of crazy, but I just absolutely love it. And it, it, it's, it's going to sound silly, but dude, spend time with animals. It was nuts when I saw it. But like, if you think about it, uh, you know, spending time with your dog or spending time with, um, this weekend, we were at a petting zoo with my son and it just felt so awesome just to be around these like animals. You felt like a kid again. So I would say that number five, it's super helpful dog. I'm not a cat person, but, uh, any type of animals find time, spend time with them. And for
0: whatever reason, it changes everything. Monhan, I have to know, cause you said your new thing is journaling and about once a week you give me a nice love text and about once a week you give me a death text so i need to know how many times i'm in your journal with blood red ink where you're saying <laughs> i hate rubio and then late later you come back with like a lavender nice soft pen of rubio's the best
1: dude I actually been thinking about that I don't know why that cadence is but I'll like see something online and be like oh I'm gonna get him with this <laughs> and two seconds later I'll be like dude I just listened to your other show and I really liked it You're, I, mean, I was I'm so glad you said something because I
0: was laughing at myself
1: doing that the other day.
0: <laughs> okay so I, I am correct where you throw out your death threats to me because about once every week I get one where it's just Monahan's just trying to jab me with like a you know a Tucker Carlson thing or oh what do you think about this rubio and then i wait i give Monahan a little bit of hour because i know he's raging and then i'll come back with well monahan here's what i think and then it, it, he softens up so and then as, then long, as long as i'm in the journal monahan i always say yeah i can see why you say that <laughs> all right monahan you've got three email questions sent into rubio at the rubio method.com what's the number one one
1: Yes, these are great. I'm telling you, these are getting better with every show, and today is no exception. We've got Lydia in Nashville, Tennessee. I love this question. It says, what type of drivers are you guys? Are you more of a road rage or grandma grandma type behind the wheel? Guys, I'm as road rage as it gets. I get so annoyed with people. Uh, Okay, but I have to say with one caveat, my wife and I just moved to Minnesota, and everyone out here is so much nicer so much kinder whereas when i live in colorado drivers are straight jerks out there man they're so rude and so mean it made me angry so
0: i'm like learning to curtail that living out here in minnesota what about you rubio okay number one that surprises me because of the two you're definitely the nicer one but then you have more road rage and i'm more the ruder one but i'm much more of a grandma when i'm driving i drive slow I'm safe and sane, not dumb and dangerous. My wife yells at me all the time because I just go. And she's like, well, we need to hurry. I go, no, we don't need to hurry because I'm on time. You're late, okay? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm the two miles per hour over cruise control. And I've said it many times before. I used to live in Los Angeles. It's harder for me to drive in Idaho than it is in LA because in Idaho, there's less happening. And in LA, you have to pay attention because it's like a video game and you have to be super aggressive. So I'm much more of a calm driver. I never use my horn. I never give anyone the bird. So that's it. Number two, Monahan. That's great. I love that. Actually, Rubio, we've written again. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> West side of Chicago, shout yeah. out. Um, we'll bring next, up that story later. <laughs> next up, we've got Matt in San Jose. Uh, you both seem like nice guys, but what do, you, what do your wives have to say about you? Meaning what pet peeves do your wives have against
0: you? Rubio, go for it. Well, we've only got three minutes left in this segment per Christian. So, I mean, this could go for four hours. Uh, My number one pet peeve my wife has against me. She says I chew gum like a cow, which I don't know what that means, but she says you look ugly chewing gum. And she says that I have like woofers in my mouth. Like I produce too much saliva or something. She says she can hear me chewing when my mouth is closed, which is very odd to me. And, but okay, got to do what you got to do. And the next thing, the, I'm only going to give you two. She just told me this, and I, I've started to realize that she is true. She says, Rubio, she, she literally calls me Rubio. Do you know that you don't sit down? And I go, I'm literally sitting here. She goes, No, 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 you fall into place. And I go, Well, I don't know if that's good. She goes, Well, you got to fix it because you're going to break the damn chair pretty soon. So those are my two pet peeves I think that I have. She says, I chew gum like a horse or a cow or horse—I I don't know if that's you the same, and I fall into places. Well, and you? Yeah,
1: that, those are both good ones. I'd say my wife, uh, she says, oh, I'm a, I'm a big like, uh, you know, contact. Like I love like laying next to her. I love cuddling up next to her. And sometimes she's about had it with our son all day long. She doesn't want anybody touching her or being around her, but I always have to be the one laying down and she's always the one sitting. She gets so mad every single time. It's like, you just get to relax all day long. And I have to sit here like this. I'm like, sis, this is what we're doing, right? (laughs) Um, Also, the other thing that she says, probably pet peeves, is um, with my beard. (laughs) I actually just did this today. I'm the worst at cleaning up after trimming my
0: beard. And she gets so upset with me. So just like little tidy things like that, she gets pissed. Monahan, next time we're in a t- hotel, we might have to do two spoons in a drawer because I'm a cuddler as well. What's the uh, third question? <laughs> yes. Yes, let's go. Um,
1: next question is Larry out in Corpus Christi, Texas says, I know you guys have stated that you do not like to talk to people on the plane, but have you ever made an exception? Yes, I saw this. Uh, I saw this question. I got so excited because I've only made one. Exception in my, in my life, I do not like to talk. Hey, headphones in, you know, hood up, you know, watching a movie or reading a book or something. Hey, don't talk to me while I'm in this cylinder flying through the sky, except for one person. I sat next to the tight end for the LA, uh, or back then it was the St. Louis Rams. I think his last name was Hendricks. He played at Wisconsin. I could be wrong about his last name, but he played at Wisconsin, played at uh, with the Rams and buddy, I talked to, I talked the ears off the statue. I just wanted to talk to this (laughs) guy. I knew he was an NFL player and he was so kind because I knew he did not want to talk to me, but he was being really nice and talking to me. And then eventually it was just like, okay, that's it.
0: (laughs) But that was my one exception. What about you, Rubio? I'm flying back from Salt Lake city or from Dallas, Texas to Salt Lake city. I get to my little terminal and I notice this very, very, very large human being sitting down and this person was sitting and I could see their shoulders slash neck above everyone else. And so I'm getting close and I go, okay, I think I know who that is, but let me Google it because this guy's a little bit older than the last time I saw him. And sure as hell, it was Sean Bradley. Christian, do not pull up the picture yet. And so I, I, and I, all of a sudden I'm looking, I'm like, okay, this is Sean Bradley. I get bumped up because Delta loves me because I fly a lot. And I, it was one of the smaller planes where it's like one first class aisle two first class. I got put in the very one a seat. So my feet go all the way to the pilot. We're talking like literally 11 feet. If you wanted Sean Bradley, for those that don't know, I'm going to show you a picture. So don't worry. Not yet. Christian. He sits right next to me. He's in one B he's on the other side of the aisle, but this dude is legit like seven, 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 eight. And he sits down and he is so big that he has to bend like this because the baggage claim is above him. Like where you put your little bags and book bags and all that. And he's like this. And I look at him and I, and I, you know, my strict policy, if I don't want to speak to you, don't speak to me. I look at him and say, Hey Sean, you want to switch seats so you have more leg room. And he says to me, are, are, are you sure? And I go, yeah, man, I think you're going to need it more than I am. My end seems like a 32, yours is like an 814. And he <laughs> says, are, are you sure you want to switch? Are you sure? And I go, Yeah, man, I'm cramping up just looking at you. So we switch seats. He's overly apologetic, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, Dude, it's okay. So Finally, I'm doing videos or something on the plane, and he, I see him looking over, looking over. We start to land, and he goes, I, I got to ask, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because he's just looking at a whole bunch of long-stabbers, butts and balls going like this, butt ball, butt ball, butt ball. <laughs> and I tell him I'm a, a private football coach for long-stabbing. I go, do you know what long stepping is? No, no. So I got to explain it to this guy. So I explained it to him, and then he's really into it. I said, hey, when we get off the plane, is there any way that I can get a photo with you? He goes, absolutely, absolutely. So I go, okay, let's take a photo. After we take the photo, he says, make sure it's okay, make sure it's okay. Now, Monahan, I am not a small human being. I'm at, you know, on a good day, 6'3, on a bad day, 6'2. We're rolling right around 240, 250, right around there. Okay, 6'2, 240, 250. We got it. You got that visual in your head? Christian, let it rain. Holy God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That is a real photo man. That, that the end that he was the nicest guy ever. We're going to end on that. He was an absolute legend. Shout out to Sean Bradley. I think he's actually been since then hurt his back on a bike accident. So I hope he's doing okay. Christian, we're coming back with segment three, which is a great, great interview with one of my top, top people that I know. And I really don't know, but I do know. I'll explain that more as we get going. Get ready for Chad, Ricardo, Christian. I'm out. Focus, focus up. I'm talking to you, Chalice. You are crushing it at the NGBN.TV market. Make sure everyone's checking out the Bear Essentials podcast. Keep up the great work, Charles Wallace, or as I call you, Chalice, because it just kind of runs together. Welcome back to the Rubio Method. You guys are doing a great job of sharing on Amazon, Google, Spotify, Apple, youtube and of course the ngbn.tv network if you have any questions remember you can always email myself or chad rubio at the rubio chad ricardo my main man i am so pumped i was just telling you earlier you're the kind of guy that I, we've met a couple times but i feel like i know you really 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 well can you explain that
3: no, listen, now, Rubio, I feel the same way um, about you. I guess that in reality, you're right. We've, at, at the absolute most, we've been around each other for about an hour at a time, maybe three yeah. times, maybe even two. But I feel the same way, man. I, I, I have always felt a closeness to you. I think we're kindred spirits. Yes, I think-
0: yes. And I think that's partially because you and I are kind of so eccentric on social media where we kind of yeah. live our lives and we're there.
3: Well, well and, and beyond that, bro, I I think that we're like kindred spirits. I, I know that you have questions that you want to get to and everything else. I'm used to being on the other side of the table here. And one of the things, Rubio, that I've always appreciated you from the first time that I met you, Everybody in our industries has an ego to some extent, but not everybody in our industry likes when other people around them have egos. But you, sir, are a man who is comfortable with other people. And I don't I don't feel as though anyone takes any light away from you. So you're always willing to give light back to others. And I've always appreciated that about you.
0: Well, I appreciate that. It's one of those I like to level up. Yeah, so man. If I, if it's one of those things they will say is if I'm the smartest one in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Well, there we go. Yes, and, sir. And I can always learn from them. And this is exactly I knew what this was going to happen. Chad, you and I are talkers. I haven't even got to your damn bio yet. OK, right. who is Chad All right. Ricardo? All right. He's a multimedia journalist. He's a big student athlete advocate. He's a sports contributor on Fox Five DC. He's a husband to Ashley and father to Kobe. Welcome. Right. I should have said that 30 minutes ago, but you and I both talk as we got going, Dad. All right. I got three quick questions for you. Number one, is OBJ overrated? Hmm. Um, I think
3: that I think that the that that the current Odell Beckham Jr. might hmm. be overrated. I don't believe that the myth. Of Odell Beckham Jr. is overrated. I'm a Giants fan, so I have seen what he can be. It'll be interesting to see with coming off of two ACLs of what he is today. That'll be very interesting to see.
0: Yeah, as a sports fan, you always get nervous when I don't want to jinx it, but when an athlete yeah. becomes almost like a china doll, it's like sure. oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, well, before the the knee injuries,
3: I think that he had an an ankle in mm. uh in New York as well, and and starting his career he had a hamstring. So it has it. The the injuries have been the thing that has slowed him down. But if that is his ultimate demise, he won't be the first athlete to meet that one.
0: Yeah. No kidding about that. You listen to a lot of motivational speakers. Which one would you want to go on vacation with and why? On vacation with goodness. To be honest with you, Rubio, I
3: I may work in the public, but I don't really enjoy being around people on my my private time. So I don't know. I want to go on vacation with any of them, but if I had to choose, it would probably be Steve Harvey.
0: Okay. Okay. I got that. I like it. Steve Harvey. Last one, you're an avid book reader. You get one book for the rest of your life. What is it? Ooh, um, mm, that's a tough one. The No, it's not.
3: The Alchemist. The Alchemist is the single greatest book That I've ever read, and I know some people are like, "Really, The Alchemist is like 180 pages." But look up The Alchemist if you haven't read it already. It is uh, truly a a fiction book about journeys in life and about uh, being able to turn everything that we go through into positive things along our journey. So, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho—that's the best book of all time.
0: I love it. I love it. When I'm doing an interview, I like to have a pattern. I like to have a flow. I like to do some spying on their social media. I go deep into your social media. I'm going down wormholes and I realize, holy Jesus, this flow is not gonna happen at all because (laughs) you are all over the place like myself. And I'm gonna try to hit as many I can. Number one, your son's name is Kobe. I have to assume he was named after the the legend. How are you gonna make sure your son knows exactly who he was named after and what he was all about? Yeah, one hundred. I mean,
3: I, that's that's something that's important to me. If you can look here behind me, that is a uh, a picture of Kobe Bryant. That is uh, right here in my office. Kobe was indeed named after Kobe Bryant. I produced a video um, before Kobe was my Kobe was born, which was right when Kobe Bryant uh, died. And in the video, I wanted to make clear that my son will be able to watch that. He, he was named after Kobe Bryant, the man, not Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. Mm. What do I mean by that? Obviously, Kobe Bryant wasn't perfect. None of us are. But when you look at Kobe, what I've always loved about him is that Mamba mentality. It is that work ethic. It's that drive. It's that determination. It is that unwillingness to be stopped or uh, sidetracked from what it is that his goals are. That is why it is that I fell in love with Kobe Bryant personally. That's why my son is uh, named Kobe. And I produced that video so that he knows uh, he'll always be able to look back and watch that and hear me narrate those reasons himself.
0: I love that. And, and you've got maybe, uh, in my mind, probably five athletes in the history of sports that have had yeah. his strength of mind and mentality. you got him, sure. you've got Jordan, Ah, uh, maybe Tom Brady. Yeah, but it's and Kobe is one of those people. I'm, I'm not. I'm older than you, but it's, and I never saw like the landing of the moon or <laughs> things like that. Right. I remember, I remember the minute I saw that Kobe had passed. Yeah, and it, it was very. I remember because it, it, like, it, it made me sick to my stomach. Yeah, man. And I almost got emotional. I'm sitting getting emotional thinking about it right now. Yeah, and it was the only other time in my life. There's two other times: nine, eleven. Yes. I remember that very specifically, and then I remember when Magic Johnson came out that he had AIDS.
3: That he had AIDS. Yeah, man. I was in
0: high school, and I was like, "Oh my God!" And it was just, well, that so that went from happy to sad. That that was a bad well, one. Let's, no, let's but
3: look, bro, but but again, like that's that that's life, right? And I I think that that's the quality of uh, when when a man such as yourself uh, creates a platform like this one, where we can come on here and talk about things like this, because men need to have conversations like this.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, it's okay, Kobe, it's okay that Kobe wasn't perfect. No one is. It's okay to talk about him passing and going, holy Jesus, that sucked.
3: Yeah. That really sucked. Yeah. Now, it, it was a huge damper on my day. I, I, again, like you said, it's one of those things where you'll never forget where you were. I was actually about to go speak at um, a high school. A good counsel here in the DMV area had won the WCAC. They were having a banquet. I was uh, so blessed, so fortunate that they were bringing me in to be the keynote speaker. And an hour before, I'm, I'm going through my notes, Rubio, and an hour before I get this, uh, this news on Sunday, I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to believe that it was real. I thought it was a hoax mm-hmm. until they said that it was a helicopter. And anybody who knows Kobe knows that helicopters were kind of his thing. And so, you know, then, then, you know, it was real.
0: Chad, you're obviously very, very into sports and yeah. advocating for youth sports. And w- my question is, can, do you think that you could do anything more? I don't think you could do anything more, but I want to know what can the common fan, the common parent, the common teacher, the common coach do more?
3: Sure. I, you know,
0: I I think that I always can do more.
3: Um, I believe that you know every day I wake up with a goal of uh, yeah. I'm I'm reading Tony Dungy's book right now, and it, and it's called uh, Uncommon. And the idea is is just striving to be, again, the best version of ourselves and not settling for the norm, but being uncommon, working with student athletes, working with young men. And now, Rubio, like I'm I'm, in my 40s now. So now professional athletes are young men to me as well. So just being able to be a mentor to more student athletes and to be able to speak to them and to tell them of my circumstances. Uh, my, my, my guy, my favorite hip hop artist is Jay-Z and he had a line that said, uh, it took me 30 years to find my path. My only job is is to cut that time in half. He's talking about uh, his own uh, son and that. But for me, that's for all student athletes, anybody that I come in contact with.
0: So you're going around, you're speaking, you're advocating. What what more can the average human be do? Say that say someone who's living in town, but they're not a coach. Yeah. Maybe they're not even a parent. How can they advocate for youth sports? Because youth sports to me are very very important. You get yeah. involved in those, you're gonna go down a right path 95% of the time. Look,
3: I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. I, I, I'm going to speak directly to the parents. I'm going to speak directly to the coaches and to the trainers and everything else, Rubio. We understand that, obviously, uh, athletics is, in many ways, a business, especially nowadays that NIL is something. So you're not only looking to, to earn a college scholarship, you're looking to also make some money once you get there. But as true as that is, we have to get back to realizing and remembering that there is is a young man under those pads. There is a young man, there's a young lady that's in that jersey right there. And we have to do all that we can to, to be sure that we are tending to all of their emotional needs and making sure that they're doing well in the classroom as well. Instead of just focusing on them as an athlete, we've got to focus on the total person of all of these young men and young ladies that we're working with.
0: Love that, love that. Someone worked with you when you were younger. I think I read that in 10th grade, you had a 0. 0.9 GPA. That's right, yes. What flipped you around?
3: Yeah, uh, <laughs> honestly, what flipped me around, Rubio, it, it, it was never for me, it was never about uh, not being able to do the work or not being able to, uh, to be successful in school. It just wasn't important to me. It, it, it wasn't something that I valued. I valued talking. I valued having a good time. <laughs> So what would flip the switch for me, I'll never forget it. I was in biology class one day uh, that I had an F in. I had already failed the first semester in biology. And just joking around with my classmates, I said that I was going to make an A on the next test. I'll never forget this. And my closest friends in that class, when I said I was going to make an A on the test, they laughed at me. Like they, they laughed out loud. And so what I understood in that moment, I was like, bro, like they think that I'm dumb like they think that I can't do this. And it was in that moment that the competitor in me came out and was like, all right, well, I gotta show them that this was never about what I couldn't do. This was just about what I wasn't doing. And mm-hmm. so kind of hitting that switch and turning that around, bro, I think that that's something that uh, that ever since then I've used in the rest of my life as well.
0: I love that. It's a little, it, little bit of tough love slash, oh, it, 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 I'm your, I'm very similar, like, oh, you don't think I can do it? Yeah. Now I'm yeah. gonna
3: do it and I'm gonna double it up. I'm gonna double it up. Like, like that's the realization, man. I, I think that so often many of us who are high achievers who who, who think highly of ourselves. And I don't mean that in any way of conceit, but just in terms of what it is that we accomplish, that we can or can't accomplish. Sometimes we need to understand the truth. Sometimes we need mm-hmm. to know. We get patted on the back so often, bro. Like I'm the, uh, I'm the youngest son. I got three older sisters. My issue when I was young is that I was always told how great I was by my family and I wasn't corrected often enough. So I thought that what I was doing was good enough. So it was good to hear from somebody else that, you know what, you need to work harder.
0: I would've thought your issue was you were never allowed to pee inside just with three sisters. <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't that. that, that's not what it was. All right. One of the best things about you on social media is that you will throw out a tweet bomb yeah. and I will watch it and I'll go, Oh, Chad did it now. And yeah. I will watch it just flame and flame and flame. You had one that I watched for a while. It was a pretty controversial take on handshake lines after you know, that's, right. that's right do you, yeah do you, you your take was it should be voluntary you shouldn't
3: have to do it correct sure. well look my take is that it should not be mandatory so okay. I, so that 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 is the same thing but i think that that those two words matter in this regard i okay so no
0: mandatory okay so let me but you have a son now because i was thinking about this because i was thinking okay i understand what he's saying yep because i have three boys yeah and i'm starting to think okay what if kobe's playing Yep. And Kobe is just, he's fired up. I mean, he, he's ready to roll. He's been playing a heated sport and he doesn't like this one kid. He doesn't like Rubio that he's been playing against. Yeah. And all of a sudden at the end of the game, you got to take your battle gear off. And he's like, no, dad, I don't want to go shake the guy's hand. I was just a warrior with him for three hours. Mm-hmm. Do you still believe in, no, you're, you're fine. Cool off. We don't have to go shake his hand. Are you going to grab Kobe by the back of the neck and say, dude, we got to learn battles over. You got to Sure. 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 Kobe. Kobe, this is your Kobe. This is your Kobe.
3: This, this is my Kobe. Yeah. Kobe has me as a father. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kobe has me as a father. Kobe has his wonderful mother is a mother Um, and every day from the day that he was born, we instill values Mm. and we instill uh, different things in him that are going to teach him. My my wife teaches him how to deal with his emotions. He's three years old now. My wife teaches him how to deal with his emotions. I'm going to teach him how to be a leader. I'm going to teach him how to deal with those emotions in the heat of the battle. Kobe is blessed with that background. Not everybody Mm. out there has that same thing. You see what I'm saying? Not everybody has Chris Rubio as a father, the way that your three boys do as well. And so my, my main point is that we gotta have grace right? Mm -hmm. We got to have grace because the point that I made that people wanted to say was, well, that's not teaching kids how to be adults. And my kickback to that is that as adults, Rubio, if me and you, which we never would because we love each other, but if we ever had a disagreement, especially out there on the football field, I don't like the way that you did that. You don't like the way that I did that. We might have a couple of words right there out there on the field in front of the kids. But after that, we're going to take a step away from each other and say, you know what? We'll come back to this. Once we've been able to have uh cooler heads to prevail so that we don't make a mockery out of what it is that we're doing in front of these kids. And what I'm saying is that in these cases in which maybe a student athlete or an athlete does not yet have all of the tools in their toolbox to be able to handle that in that moment, that maybe that athlete deserves that same grace that we as adults get to ourselves when we don't have what it takes to resolve that conflict in the moment.
0: And what, what I read on that, when you just said, is that a lot of that comes back to, and th- I, I say this all the time, comes back to parenting, where you, you're, you're raised right. And so your kid understands, don't put your head into the oven, because from day two of life, right. you've been telling them, yeah. you go near this stove or the oven, it's hot. It's so hot. You don't have to worry right. about You don't ever have to tell him, hey, Kobe, don't jump in the oven, because that's Correct. never going to happen.
3: Correct, correct, correct. I, I personally I think that every game that I ever played in Rubio I didn't play very well, but every game I <laughs> ever I shook everybody's hand because no matter how hard or how intense the battle was, I I believe, like that was one of the things people, oh, Chad doesn't believe it. Of course, Chad does. Chad, as you mentioned previously, I have given so much of my life to kids and to character when it comes to, uh, to young people and instilling the right values. So I certainly believe in handshakes. What I'm saying, though, is that there are times in which we as adults should give grace to young people the same kind of grace that we hope is given to us
0: i like the answer i like the answer i thought i thought for sure i wasn't gonna like it but you you turned me around you opened my eyes up and since this show is mainly about men's mental health about a year ago i remember you had one of your social media things where it went off and i was kind of watching i was like this guy's got some balls (laughs) Because you had a a situation where you kind of opened up about your your state of mental health. And it was I think it was during the Rona and everyone was kind of just floating around. And I remember thinking, dude, this guy, you know, if more dudes could do this, society would be a lot better. Can you talk about that real quick?
3: Sure, sure. You know, it just kind of to uh, to begin with the ending there, I agree with you um in that more men, I think that it's incumbent upon us to have these conversations, and that's the power of social media is that we can share them with uh, with the masses. You asked me what it is that I can do to continue to give back to the kids, and I think that it's that. Um, There's a young man that's watching this right now who needs to know that there are men whom they may consider successful that have been through some things and who have felt the way that they may have been feeling uh, last week or next week or later on, because that is what gives them the strength to say, I'm not alone here and I can keep moving forward. But to speak directly to what it is that you're saying, yes, uh, during the uh, during the pandemic, and I'll be as uh, as quick to this as possible, Rubio, I'm, I'm currently a sports contributor with Fox 5. It, it is a dream job. It is a goal. That I've been working towards for the last 20 years. Well, in 2019, 2020, I had been flying high. I had been working towards achieving these goals for 15, 16, 17 years. And I felt as though I was right at at the precipice of getting to that point. Well, the virus came in and with that, that of course shut down all social, all gatherings. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that you weren't out on many fields here in the DMV, no fields were open whatsoever. Everything was shut down. Uh, the job that I had at that point, I was working with NBC. Uh, the job that I had, they laid off everybody. Uh, all of the money that I that I was making was shut down as well. And this is on top of having a son one Mm. month prior to that, my son that I've wanted, that I have dreamt about my entire life. So in the midst of what was just two months before, the happiest time of my life, it was all of a sudden a shadow. And at that point in time, I felt as though I lost everything. Like I lost it all. I and I, I know that I'm being long here and I'm sorry, but no, I, you're I- fine, I, go man, go, I, go, I, I, I wanna give this analogy because it was real for me. It, it was every day. So, so my wife is a nurse. Uh, she's a wonderful woman, she's a nurse. And I pride myself on, not in, in an archaic way, but I pride myself on being a provider. I pride myself on being a protector. So here we are in the worst point of life for many people, and my wife is not only going to work but she's out there on the front line fighting mm. and her husband is at home not working like for the for the man in me for the pride in me for the for the ego in me like that was one of the hardest things to do daily was to see her go to work and for me to be at home not helping not contributing and so it was uh, the, the analogy that I felt and I lived daily was it, it, if you could imagine, I felt like there was my life, everything in my life was this tiny sailboat and it was in the bathtub and the plug had been pulled on the bathtub and I was watching the water slowly mm-hmm. drain out of the tub and my, sh- and my ship was uh what was floating to to what would be sunk down the drain and that lasted for 2 years bro it it was it, if i did not have my son if i did not have my son i don't know where i would have been he he was the light of my world in the darkest times
0: yeah and that's something that you're going to need to tell him at some point that hey man you you know as much as i've raised you 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 literally raised me he saved me he said yeah. my, my kobe kobe saved me
3: during those days, um, you know, it. I, again, you're a hardworking man, I know that you travel a lot. Again, uh, up until that point, that's how we met each other on the road. Yeah. Up until that point, I traveled a lot as well. And so it was kind of like in that, I, I planned on being a totally different dad. I planned on, you know, being gone all the time and my wife taking care of home and I'll be back in when I'm back in. But during that time, I spent every day, Rubio, every day 24 hours a day with my son and so it 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 made me into a different man mm-hmm. it made me into more of a father than i ever believed that i would have been it made me into a better husband than i ever I imagined, imagine. imagined that i would have been so through the darkness came true growth on my behalf in light
0: yeah and you 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 were going to become man chad ricardo level 10 now i i'm assuming you're chad ricardo level 20 <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that but if you say it rubio i might uh, take okay. it with it chad this was I, I knew this would be good okay yeah. i'll be a little cocky about it egotistical i knew it would be good you push it over the edge my man i can't thank you enough for coming on okay. where can people find out more information on you where can they connect with you
3: Absolutely. Uh, You can find me on all social media platforms at Real Chad Ricardo on LinkedIn for our business people. That is uh, Chad Ricardo. Also on Facebook as well, if anybody's still on Facebook, Chad Ricardo. And then uh, you can catch me a couple of days of the week on on Fox 5 in the DMV market. And check that out on the digital side on fox5dc.com.
0: Chad Ricardo, thanks for your time, my man. You were fantastic. Thank
3: you, brother, I appreciate you.
0: Christian, I'm out.
2: What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I was just gonna drive home. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> Selfie nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on, man. Let's put a ride home.
0: Focus. It's up. I'm talking to you, sub 60, Ed, you know who you are. The man behind the man behind the man, the man that does so much for everyone. Really appreciate everything you're doing, my man. All right. Welcome back to the episode 30 of the Rubio method. Yes. Episode 30. You guys are doing a great job of emailing questions into Rubio at the Rubio method.com. Also subscribing and sharing on YouTube, Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, Apple, and of course, NGBN.tv. Right now, it's our final segment today. It is the bottom line. The bottom line is all the stuff you should have learned without even realizing you learned it. Number one, use your fingers and count your way to success. Remember, Monahan gave you five ways to help out your mental health. Remember, one of them was journaling where he writes bad things about being good. You do not have to use that one. Remember the five ways to help your mental attitude. Number two. You never know who is watching you and who you are impacting. This goes right back to what Chad Ricardo was talking about with his son later in life. He's going to look back and say, Hey, Kobe, you helped me out more than I ever helped you out. And Kobe's going to say, dad, you probably helped me out a little bit more, but it's going to be a good fight, a great fight to have. So number two, you never know who is watching you and who you are impacting. And last but not least, number three, sometimes it is okay to just let it all out when chad ricardo was on social media and he gave out his little rant about hey i'm in a struggle right now i'm having a tough time you would not believe how many people came to his aid on those social media posts says bro it's okay we're all going through it let me help you out sometimes it is okay just to let it all out and let other people pick you up all right that's episode 30 of the rubio method once again thanks for sharing it on all podcast platforms. I like YouTube the best because you get to see Monahan's expressions. Christian, I'm out.